The following message is copyrighted by Westminster Theological Seminary. Duplication, distribution, or other use of all or any part of this message is not permitted without prior written consent. Please direct your inquiries to communications at wts.edu. For all other information, please visit the main website at www.wts.edu. in the service, in the expression. But I felt that uh, the black in the uh, black church, I felt more at home. Mm-hmm. Especially I felt that I was more expressive and mm-hmm. enjoy the service. Mm-hmm. And especially I, I like the music, the black music, mm-hmm. uh, the spirituals. Uh-huh. I enjoy it very much. Uh-huh. Very good music they have. But when I attend the other church, black and white together, they follow the traditional Quite, uh, yeah, all these hymns, and I, they they were black inside, but they sit in a certain corner. Huh? Yeah, they're some sort of like segregated. Mm-hmm. And after, even after the church, you see the black together and the white together. Mm-hmm. They really don't mix very well. Makes sense. So I, well, I like the music very much in the black church. I enjoy it even myself. Yeah. I see. Uh, the way they express in songs, in uh, even in sermons, responses to the uh-huh. sermon, uh-huh. I felt the kind of closeness mm-hmm. within that community. So even I think of the they express the culture in songs very well in that black church. I, even I felt it. I enjoyed. It. Mm. Yeah. So the expression of culture was very yeah, clear. very clear and. Very dynamic, system in that sense. Yes. Uh, during three years when I was in New York, uh, I had been, I had been a lot of movies. I was crazy about movies. Every weekend and every day, I tried to go to Greek religion to see some classic movie. Especially uh, the uh, the cinema. Let me. Uh, let me have an opportunity to understand the variety of culture. I mean, <coughs> uh, I conclude uh, cultural bias is ca- is very very irrational. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of irrational ignorance. You know, uh, uh, Chinese movie and Japanese movie and Korean movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Spanish movie. You know. Uh, I think uh, non non-European cultural activity is more 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 superior. <laughs> 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 you 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 might you might blame me, you know, uh, but 
Uh, I think they are bullish period to expression of oh, this the non non European contraction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very very superior to you know. Uh, it's true. If, if, if we experience non-European cultural activity through cinema, through music, you're going to realize they are really beautiful. You know, uh, is this an extension of the cultural body? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, the most powerful cultural biology bias came from European what Europe, European idea. They think they are superior to any any ethnic groups and they are superior to their cultural activity. You know, in mm -hmm. everything. They they have they think themselves, you know, to have a superior ability to express cultural something cultural to any other ethnic group. But I think it's an ignorance. It's an irrational ignorance. What, why did you come to that conclusion? Or what motivated you to uh, say I uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of my, my professional viewpoint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I try, I, you, know, I, you know, New York City was like a, a university to me to, <laughs> to, to, to study cinema. Yeah. I went to movies and, and then I, I tried to read, I tried to read a book and, and think about the expression, the aesthetic e theory. You know, before I came to here, uh, I, I complete one thesis about, about cinema and presented to New York Cinema School. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean it's, it's my viewpoint. Uh -huh. The best movie I have seen is a Chinese fifth generation movie or or, or Japanese movie. I think mm. Chinese movie is best. <laughs> they, no, not this door. Uh, you know, uh, the Holy oh, One. That's true. It's true. It's true. true. You yeah. have a lot of agreement there with our Indian Spanish political movie is very, very sophisticated. Not the most, right? Powerful and very. Literally, especially you be wonderful. Those are the ones that please you the most, right? You can't please the teacher. I think what he is but, looking but, at is that but, profound Racism or cultural superiority is irrational hatred or irrational ignorance. Mm -hmm. You know? Irrational Ignorance. If you try to have an opportunity to speak with someone who is specialized in cultural activity, mm -hmm. they're going to they gonna let you know everybody has this his or her own beauty. It's very cultural bias. You know, it's very out of date now. <laughs> I think most of Western students very very out out of date. <laughs> 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 very very outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
may cause us to rethink our yeah. some of our European thinking here. Yeah. I, I, I thank you for for just openly sharing. I think it's important. We do yeah. we do. Uh, you know, uh, we 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 are think Indian tribes is very uncivilized, you know, very very undeveloped. But that kind of culture bias came from American white. What? Mm -hmm. Empiristic ignorance. We have to make ourselves free yeah. from our our European, you know, con controlling idea. Let me go and just say a few more things about this culture is learned. Keep that in your head for a moment uh, about culture is learned, okay? Uh, the reason I want you to is that uh, language is a major part of learning culture. A major way in which it's transmitted, and therefore it nearly calls on us to have um, a process by which we're learning the language, even if we're here in the United States and working in a cross-cultural setting. That we, if we want to understand the culture, we're obliged to also learn the language, uh, and since it is such a significant part of the culture. But yet, I must tell you that the culture, the language in which Philadelphia, uh, the Spanish language or whatever, it, it is different. And therefore, you can't just learn it from a textbook, you must learn it in community. You must learn it from the people. But it's, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity that you are able to learn another culture. You are also able to learn uh, another language. Now, in this book, Lindenfeldt, he speaks of the 150% person, which is a person that's learning this other culture. You are what you are as a, whatever your background may be, but now you're moving into another territory and learning another culture, so I, I think this is an exciting part. I would love to learn more in this area and be exposed more. I'd love to be in a setting where I'm able to learn other cultures. I mentioned to you that right now they are looking like at the high school level, they, because of the international community, they're looking for so many folks to come in and teach the Korean, Chinese, etc., Russian community, English. Wonderful opportunity here for us to do ministry. Not only that, but learn another culture. So, uh, those things are important. And, I, and of course it implies that you can't learn the culture from a distance. You can't learn it from the textbook. You've got to be in the community. If you're committed to that community and you're serving that community, it calls for you to be incarnational, to be there, uh, to be at the foot of that culture, learning its language and so on, and how it transmits it. Number five is that culture is shared. That means that not one person is enough. You, you try to do it with one. You need a group. You need to be part of a community where people are sharing different aspects of that culture and the behavior patterns, values, beliefs, worldviews. Imagine what someone would think uh, if you only spoke to a second generation person. Uh, you, you must be involved with the whole community. You must get the feelings from the whole community. 
not enough to, to just talk to one person. In some of your projects, I would advise also the gender perceives culture differently in some areas. So that's going to be crucial. <laughs> Number six, culture is creative. This will deal with welfare mother and uh, so on, but uh, underneath the culture is creative is that culture is changing and adapts to meet the new situation. And crisis usually does more to develop this radical change. Crisis. I'm interested in this because uh, Welfare Mother, uh, and I don't know if you remember, the, some of you haven't read the book yet, but the, one, the folks that are coming from the island, and, uh, uh, when crisis hit, this a survival mentality to make it, whatever the cost may be. So you find her doing a variety of things that are going on for economic reasons, other things that are there. Um, uh, they're adjusting and adapting. Remember that many of these people never even saw snow anything like that. Um, it's an interesting phenomenon because I, one of the things that I love, I love I, first of all, I like winter better than I do summer. Secondly, I love snow and, and love to do this. Uh, and I'm from the Caribbean. I mean, my, my father, what he did was that he, he, he uh, had to make such a drastic adjustment that he just began throwing himself into the new situation, the new milieu in, in New York City. And... Uh, uh, and and he brought me along with him, and he he began enjoying it because he felt that everyone else did. So he began adjusting his time element, being prompt so that he wouldn't be fired on jobs or finding that his, his timing was different. So I learned exactly the same thing. There's a great deal of anxiety for me if I'm late. It's not just that I'm late. There is something that's transmitted. The saying to, that my father would say, it's a disaster on how they're going to look at you as a person. And he wanted to make those adjustments, and he did. And so all these things are, I've learned from my father. But here's this adapting to survive in a city that was terrible for him. The only thing he didn't adjust to was what? Language. He didn't need it in a, in a non-high-tech kind of employment where he was just cleaning at a company. He was a janitor. Yeah, I think the other negative uh, feeling about this culture, if you cannot adapt to it, then you're thinking of uh, moving away from it. Just uh, mentioned that my neighbor, the Irish woman, mm-hmm. uh, she mentioned many times that she and the family wish to move away from German town, uh, looking for places. When they plan to move to Canada, uh, Quebec area, there are yes. a lot of uh, uh, French and then uh, people. So I think if they could not adjust to that environment, they think of moving they away. Yes, or they do something to isolate. I know that there are missionaries that have gone to other countries that have that have not yet learned that for 20-something years have learned the language well. Part of it is that there's been such a danger that they have, I've noticed where they live, they have moved further away from where the community, so they're more isolated, more in control of their environment. Uh, not only that, it was very interesting. I saw them building homes that were strange. They were different. They looked like they came out of Wisconsin. And they were in the island of Puerto Rico. They were made out of wood and uh, different kinds of things. And you don't do that in a country that's high humidity and so forth. Uh, so a lot of those kinds of things that were done, they, they never really were able to make it into that. And what happens to their ministry? The ministries are very ineffective. 
because they, there's some resistance that again that ethnocentrism that imperialistic perspective that still continues to exist and so they go as missionaries with a great deal of sincerity about reaching a people but they must reach them they feel their way they haven't yet learned to adapt and I think that's so crucial we have such a difficulty when we have a superior attitude of our culture to ever change and adjust because our ways are the best ways and our brother just told us that our ways are the worst ways <laughs> <laughs> irrational at least at best Let's, let's look at another dimension to culture. That culture is continuous. And I think you see it here on, at seminary, 1926 and before it. But you probably have a continuous seed planting that the new is really the old. Always contain the seed of the new. They kind of continue to, to uh, transplant and to transfer the old. Uh, value system. And it always exists with people that have knowledge of the past. Now, can you imagine if we just dismissed everyone that had anything to do with the past here? We might have a different perspective at seminary. But you have folks that can go way back and that continues a process and that process is planted to the new faculty and the new administration on our own. Continuous. Uh, I met a missionary from uh, Europe. Uh, he mentioned to me that now the mission should more on uh, adjusting themselves, adapting the certain value in that particular culture, not dismissing them like they did before. Mm -hmm. Before the missionary usually they impose uh, Western cultures on other cultures they met. And I found that the, the Roman Catholic Church in Malaysia did very well, especially in, in the state I, I, where I was. Mm -hmm. They adapted a certain culture that is uh, not contradictory to the Bible teaching or to, to the uh, belief. They, they used that culture. Mm -hmm. and they developed uh, some uh, very, uh, songs, uh, indigenous songs. They used that in services. Attracted a lot of uh, young people, especially. Yeah, they were very successful in youth ministry. In that way, they use a lot of uh, 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 indigenous songs. Mm -hmm. They compose, even encourage the youth to compose songs. And they they combine to a songbook, and that very effective in their ministry. It's interesting. Just now, I this early this morning, I called uh, a young man that I discipled. Uh, uh, and he's in Grand Rapids with the Christian Reformed Church, ministering as an associate pastor. And uh, he also gathers together with the Hispanics that have been there. There's a large Mexican community in, that come out of the farms, working in the, in the farm labor. And um, he says, you know, I had a difficult time. I gathered together with the Hispanics there, and um, I tried to uh, share with them some of the music that we do in our community. Mm -hmm. And they were felt very bad about that music. They wanted me to do the music that came out of the Trinity hymnal that was translated mm -hmm. into Spanish. And he says, well, it's time maybe that you start learning new music. Mm -hmm. So the indigenous music of the community was not as valuable as the... Why? Mm -hmm. Here you have Cuban Mexicans that have learned over 20, 30 years the Dutch tradition, the Christian Reformed tradition, and how important that hymnal is to them. 
and his songs have been translated into Spanish, but are not indigenous at all. So this young man, foolishly, tries to, they ask him to lead a service. Mm. And he's selected songs that are not in the hymnal. They're Spanish songs that come out of the community. When he tried to do them, they resisted. And he couldn't do them. You see? And so he suggested that they start learning new. And that was like hard for them. That whole process of changing their culture, how they adapt their religious experience. I think these, these things are, are important for us as we look at the culture's continuous. Uh, number eight, culture is a struggle for survival. It's the way we cope in an environment. We adapt to this culture, we develop it in order to cope with an environment. That's why our brother will not make it in Germantown unless he begins getting out in the community and he will find that he can cope with it if he can really get involved in the culture and begin to understand it and so forth. It's a struggle for survival. And that's what we see a lot in the community and so on. Is, uh, and I, I believe, I tell my wife that often, that in order for me to make it in any kind of, a, and I'm living in Germantown, is that I've got to spend more time here. And it's very difficult with everything pulling me in different areas. That I've got to know more of what's going on in the community. If I'm going to survive here, or I'm going to do what he's suggesting possibly, when you don't survive there, you leave and go to Canada or you go someplace else. You've got to then learn that situation. You've got to be there. You can't do it any other way. So, culture number nine gives meaning. Try to finish this up as fast as possible because we want to go into evangelism. Culture gives meaning. We've said that often. If you want to know the meaning of these matters, you've got to understand this culture. Culture will tell you. Uh, why Thanksgiving? Why do we celebrate Christmas in the way we do? Why do we believe God the way we do? Culture gives meaning. That's why uh, the black church will give you a, a view of Protestantism different than that which Lutheran, German Lutheran may provide to you. Um, here's a question. Culture, okay, we've got... Um, the Orthodox traditions, uh, we've got um, strains of Protestant theology that we would you would you understand uh, uh, black American culture uh, as um, a, um, as a theological emphasis as much as we would say look at a, a Russian Orthodox or um, a Westminster Presbyterian type of strain. Would you would you look at um, as as that as a a uh, almost like a denominational as well as a cultural uh, type of uh, Black Baptist Americanist sort of theology? Anyone want to respond to this question? Someone once told me there is there's there you've got your Catholics and you've got your Protestants and, and then I went on to learn that there's there's Orthodox there's a great deal of diversity yeah, in Eastern community Eastern communities yeah. well just beyond that I'm I'm wondering if in our understanding of culture and since we're in 
seminary in, in religious issues of prominence here to look at maybe the, the black community church experience and, and their traditions and their and how they relate as a as a almost um, uh, sort of a denominational influence. I realize they're very there's a lot of independence, but there's a but there's a there's a evidently as we're studying there's there's this uh, there are these ties the community more. ties of community ties of ties of um, values worldview that are probably as dictatorial as a presbytery. Yeah, I was going to say, according to the, the, the sermon yeah. diagram you gave us, it would have to be. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I'm not sure how that flows out in terms of behavior. I mean, it just seems like there are a lot of people who have different theological views and they unite and join around that thing, but sometimes if you were just to observe them externally, you wouldn't say that, you know, an Orthodox Presbyterian is too terribly much different than a but there are just definitely some different values and beliefs around which they organize themselves. Is anyone else going to say something? No, uh, uh, I think when I was in class apologetic, I think Edgar uh, suggests that this kind of picture, theology, Bible theology, is uh, 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 our our seminary principle to the theology, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think so. This uh, our our principle to the theology like this: reformed faith and theology, not Bible. I mean, we oh, I see. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're being we, yeah, we, yeah, we think we do theology. In we you talking about? Yeah. Who? Who's we? Uh,
depends on Kelvin's idea. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, we, I think we have we have a kind of preoccupied bias. No? We we are true. There is no one like us in the world. <laughs> it's, it's yes, that bias is there in your theology. <laughs> you were going to say uh, uh, for example, we, you know, when, when, when we hear Frank Sinatra music, we think it's almost similar to Christian music. Gospel music. Mm-hmm. You know the the the, <laughs> the music style Jimmy Sega did is almost Elvis Presley, similar to Elvis Presley or But when we hear Miles Davis, when mm-hmm. we hear Winter Masters, when mm-hmm. we hear any jazz musician, mm-hmm. we don't think they are entirely far from Christian tradition. It's our prejudice. Yeah, he's basically saying when he hears country music versus when he hears jazz or Miles Davis, then they're saying there's an opposite view of Christianity, which is closer to Christianity. Miles Davis never heard Fred Sinatra because it's not a music. <laughs> in Miles Davis, you've never heard anyone. <laughs> Let's go on with a couple of these pieces and we'll call about time and try to struggle with some of these these pieces that our brother has exhorted us to be Number 10, after uh, culture gives meaning, uh, in trying to understand this, uh, culture can be ideal and real. What people do in actual situations is real culture. What, you, what, what they're doing, what they say, what they believe, the things, the circle that we went through. The things they ought to do is ideal culture. You nearly need to make that distinction at times when you're doing your, your study, your projects, your papers that you're looking at real culture and then you can ask them questions about things that they would like to see happen and you may discover uh, ideal culture when you talk with them. One more thing, number 11, culture can be explicit and implicit. I will come back just to that number 11 next meeting, but uh, remember your books because we want to try to fit some of these pieces in there to look at what's happening with this culture. How does a welfare system affect it? How would you as a Christian do as well or better than Susan Sheehan in evangelizing uh, the numbers of people that are under the same kind of control system? So we want to discuss welfare mother next week and also uh, read thoroughly and try to do those three areas on on, uh, uh, Dear Margaret. You know, it's a page and a half, whatever, uh, case study. Very simple to read, but try to look at what are the issues here. And you, okay. want, you want a written paper on welfare mother, too, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to really interact with that book. Uh, I think it's a helpful text. That's pretty good.
Our Lord, we thank you uh, for this time together, for the interaction, for the exchange of ideas and opinions. We pray that we might not dismiss things because of, uh, of their, their way that they are presented, but rather that we would listen with attentive ears to learn, to discuss, uh, to review in our own minds, to reflect on them, to see what meaning do they have for us. We thank you again for honesty and for the ability to openly share our views. pray that you would continue to bless this day. We love you. We praise you. We thank you that after all is said and done, you are the name above every name. Uh, you have a hand on all of life, and we trust you for what you're going to do with us. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-